Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Turner, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, imagineers, animators, they've all made their mark on the Disney name. To find out more about the show and other episodes, head to our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. Be sure to look below at the show notes in the show more section for links to our Twitter and Facebook pages, including videos and websites mentioned in the following interview. Photos and audio clips that are featured in the show belong to their rightful owners and are used for educational purposes only. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop-de-doo day. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest, animator Ron Husband, to the show. Welcome, Ron. Uh, thank you, Tammy. So you have recently published a book called Quick Sketching with Ron Husband, and I'm very excited to talk about this book. But I first wanted to discuss your early years working at the Walt Disney Animation Studios. So what were those early years like working for the company? Well, it was... Um... There was a lot of changes going on at the, at the time. Uh, and, uh, um, when I got there in 1975, uh, there had been um, not a whole lot of changes in the animators, uh, the same animators that had worked on Snow White in 1937, um, Frank Thomas, Holly Johnson. Uh, those animators were still animating in 1975 when I got there, and there, and there was hardly anybody in between um and so uh they decided in the early 70s uh to start a a trainee program to try to uh, uh infuse uh, new artists with uh, some of the uh attributes that uh, that had contributed to make the studio in animation what it was uh, so that the, it, the tradition of animation uh, that had been uh, ongoing for over, you know, like uh, since the early 30s, going back to the 20s, uh, wouldn't just uh, dry up. So they brought in, um, uh, they put Eric Larson over um, over the uh, the training department uh, to bring in and find talent from around the world to be able to train in the Disney style. And, um, and so... Um, you know that was uh, my uh, genesis into the studio. I hadn't, I knew nothing about animation uh, going in. I could just draw, and uh, that that was my strong point. Just uh, because they accepted me on on the on, on uh, the the possibility that I could be trained to be a Disney animator, not that you know, I was uh, an animator going in. And uh, so the training department was uh, was started, uh, like I said, a, a few years before I got there. And uh, and so it was a, a influx of, of new uh, blood into the to the system to to train, train us and get us up to speed to be able to carry on the tradition that had been started uh, years uh, decades before. And Glenn Keane was uh, one of your fellow uh, animators. He shared a, um, an animation room with you. Uh, yeah, uh, Glenn. Uh, he had gotten into the studio probably about six months uh, into the program at the studio about six months before uh, I got there. And uh, so we were uh, all trained under Eric Larson um, and, and to uh, to be able to, uh, to to again to carry on this uh, tradition of animation uh, in the Disney style. 
And um, and so, like I said, Glenn, uh, I met Glenn my first day there on the job, and uh, we've been um, friends ever since. <laughs> and you've, you've had a wide range of uh, animation films that you got to work on, but a wide range of characters. Um, so I'm just going to list some so people understand, like, how amazing you are. <laughs> um, uh, you know, Oliver and Company, you got to animate Fagin. The Little Mermaid, you got to animate King Triton. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, Gaston, Aladdin, Jafar, The Lion King, Pumbaa, Pocahontas, John Smith. We got Atlantis, The Lost Empire, one of my favorites, Dr. Sweet. Uh, Long John Silver and Treasure Planet. A lot, a lot of roles that you got to create character roles. Did they ever try to place you in a specific type of role that they wanted you to animate? Because I know sometimes they they will, like Glenn King got to animate a lot of princesses rather than villains, but it seemed like you had a mixture of um, sidekicks, villains, lead uh, leading men. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got a lot of experience doing a lot of different kinds of characters. Early on, uh, after my trainee period, uh, I was called in uh, by the production manager and saying that that I would uh, not probably make it as an animator at the studio. Uh, so I went back and you know just uh, just worked that much harder to try to uh, improve myself as a as an animator. Uh, going into the, to the studio, my trainee period. Going in as a trainee, I had no animation experience whatsoever. And uh, what I learned about animation was from my first day there. And you get uh, four weeks worth of training, uh, then you um, do a, a trial test, and they would, uh, the veteran animators would look at that test, and, and they would um, give you a thumbs up or thumbs down. And if you got a thumbs up, then you were uh, kept on for another four weeks in which you would do another test, hopefully capitalizing on the information that you would gain from the first test, showed before the review board of, again, the veteran animators. And if you had passed the second test, then they'd uh, uh, start training you to be an in-betweener. And uh, that was what I was, uh, um, uh, my initial uh, foray into animation, uh, doing in-betweens for Frank Thomas, and a few scenes uh, that he would give me um, to animate on the side. And, um, and so that was sort of uh, my genesis into the, the, uh, the world of animation and uh, the, the, uh, the, the variety of characters uh, going in. I uh, was doing a lot of um, uh, crowd scenes, uh, multiple character scenes, um, and it's only uh, after you know, imp improvement over a period of time that I was able to sort of narrow it down to, to getting a, a single character scene. Uh, I think that was on, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Rescuers Down Under, uh, when I really broke out of the mold of um, doing multiple character scenes. Um, and actually on, um, on, on Mermaid, uh, I didn't do any of the Triton. I, I did um, uh, some, um, let's see, uh, some, some Ursula and some, uh, Eric and um, uh, Octopus, and uh, so I, you know, I did a variety of characters, uh, and uh, as well as the crowd scenes. Uh, but uh, again, I got a chance to uh, to break out of that uh, on um, uh, Rescue Down Under uh, on the, on the Cody unit and uh, under Russ Edmonds, and I got a chance to uh, to, to do some things which uh, led to uh, uh, Jafar and. Uh, and uh, single characters, uh, Gaston, et cetera, uh, uh, on, on, other, uh, on, the, on the other pictures. I cannot imagine how difficult it is to animate. I can't draw at all. So uh, just, just I, I really, really do appreciate when I watch these movies, 
just the time and effort that it takes to, you know, create a scene and everything. What did you feel was the hardest character to animate? There's not there's not an easy character. Um, and, you know, one of the, the things I really enjoy about, um, about Disney and the, the Disney studio is the... Um, the preparation that it takes to uh, before we actually start doing any uh, any animating, uh, back, doing the background uh, uh, research on the particular characters, with a with a human character, or with this uh, four-legged character, and then um, you know what kind of a four-legged character, and uh, you know just uh, looking at the the reality of the, of what we're uh, attempting to animate. Uh, you know, because we want to um, have a starting point. A starting point is the reality. And so now your imagination can run wild, but it's based on uh, the reality of uh, of that particular character. Uh, so, you know, I I, I think you had really asked me, you know, what, what was the hardest uh, character. Um, so they, they all are, are, are have a built-in degree of difficulty. And, uh, and like I said, the, the really fun part, a part of the fun part uh, for myself is uh, doing the research on the on the various characters to to bring some believability to the to the screen through the acting performance of, uh, that the characters are going to uh, put on. I have to highlight uh, two of my favorite characters that you got to work on. First, I wanted to talk about Treasure Planet um, because you got to work on Long John Silver, correct? Uh, yes. Uh -huh. This character, of course, is uh, based off of the one from the book uh, Treasure Island. And um, Disney was testing out, if I'm not mistaken, um, some CGI and how to add that to a character. Now, Long John uh, Silver had an arm that w had all these mechanics on it. And some of those mechanics were CGI, if not all, I, I believe, right? Uh, yes, uh, yeah. Um, Glenn Kane was uh, very instrumental in, uh, in in bringing that character to life, literally, literally and uh, uh, and working closely with the um, uh, CGI uh, computer people to be able to um, to to animate the arm uh, roughly uh, on on paper, and then have them uh, to be able to. Um, to size that arm and to manipulate it around and to move it uh, as uh, we're given directions from from the rough drawings. Uh, so it was a, a collaboration between uh, uh, the two, and the, the marriage was was uh, just fantastic uh, to, to be able to, to to piece those two uh, pieces together, live action, uh, excuse me, uh, CGI as well as the, uh, the the drawing. I'm a huge fan of Atlantis: The Lost Empire. Um, I got to interview some of the um, the character voice actors, uh, including Phil Morris, who was the voice of Dr. Joshua Sweet. While I was researching for that interview, I found a copy of Atlantis that was um, it was a, a big special edition version, and of course, you got to be on it. I was so excited. I saw that you were an animator on it. I was like, yes! Uh, and you were talking about how how fast. Dr. Sweet moves. He doesn't, he moves, uh, you know, naturally, of course, but he's more, uh, he has a fast pace um, about him, and more so than the other characters. And you said it was, it was kind of, you know, hard to match up the, uh, the, the, um, the mouthing of the words to, um, to uh, Phil Morris's performance. Phil has, uh, you know, very uh, fast, fluid delivery and, and trying to capture that, uh, that, uh, that hummingbird uh, type delivery uh, with this great big guy, you know, and uh, Dr. Sweet was designed to be, you know, a, a, a big 
uh, just a big guy, you know, he's six foot six, he you know, weighed about 250 or so, and I uh, modeled him after uh, Woody Strode, uh, the, the character actor uh, back in the uh, probably late 60s, 70s or so. Uh, but that, he was who I had in mind uh, when I uh, sort of put him together and uh, and to try to bring bring him to the screen. But uh, but Phil's voice was, uh, you know, trying to match up with that voice and the delivery that that uh, that he brought to the uh, uh, to the character, uh, it was Kirk and Gary's um, idea to to make it really an action adventure. Uh, I remember uh, when I uh, was uh, brought in early on, and you know they were saying, "Okay, you know, which character do you want to animate?" And I was loving over my mind what um, you know which one of the characters that uh, some of the characters had already been uh, taken. There was a couple left, and. And, um, and Don Hahn, the producer, comes out. Uh, I was in the, in the um, lunchtime sketching, um, uh, which I usually do. <laughs> and, um, and he said, you know, Ron, uh, we, we'd like you to do Dr. Sweet. So it just sort of I took the, the uh, options uh, out of the plate. I was really thinking about doing Dr. Sweet. Um, and so, so yeah, I got a chance to, to do Dr. Sweet, and um, based on uh, Mike Magnolia's uh, uh, Hellboy comics, they were trying to go for that look as far as the design, so that's why Dr. Sweet has this uh, small head and these great big broad shoulders and uh, big body, because that's, uh, that's sort of the way uh, Mike Magnolia had um, uh, drew his characters. And so uh, Kurt and Gary, were uh, they wanted that uh, in, uh, in Dr. Sweet. Um, as uh, uh, as well as uh, you know, the, uh, when I talked with with Kurt, he was saying, you know, if this is Disneyland, uh, we're going directly to Adventureland, uh, you know, with all the bombs and explosions and, and things happening in rapid fashion, and you know, all this uh, high adventure. Well, that was the kind of picture uh, that they wanted to make, and so that was uh, what I was thinking early on uh, as I started to. Uh, um, delve into uh, Dr. Sweet and to, to try to bring him to the screen. Absolutely. And I was and I was really ecstatic to hear that you were releasing a book um, about animating, even though, again, I cannot draw for my life. <laughs> I just love looking at animation and just looking at the behind the scenes and how it comes together because I love things when they come together. It just looks so awesome and oh mm. uh, but I really appreciate um, all the hard work that again goes into creating a character a background an item just the smallest little things um, or the biggest things in a film and I thought it was very interesting to read uh, this book because this focuses on sketches because most animation books out there especially Disney when they release one that says you know draw a Disney princess or draw you know the Lion King or something like that most of them move quickly through the sketches so can the, so they can just show the finished product whereas you focus on these sketches because they're just as important as the finished product so do you find sketches are very, are the key to creating a character to find its its movement and flow um yes uh, for 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 me in in the sense of um that, that's what got me into Disney in the first place that I could draw. I didn't know anything about animation. Uh, didn't know uh, actually from a hole in the ground. I, I, but but they took a chance on me because I could draw, and um, and I just always carried a sketchbook and um, and seeing how important it is to be able to 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 take and put lines on paper and and those lines um, 
tell story. They're, they're storytelling drawings, and 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 uh, so it's not so much about uh, the the book is uh, it's not so much about um, animation as it is to um, how important it is drawing is to an animator, uh, and and actually to to any artist uh, to be able to have a, a real firm foundation uh, of drawing, and then to be able to uh, caricature that. Um, in your drawings as far as being, bringing personalities, uh, looking at uh, a pose that, that, that says something. What, what is this pose saying? Uh, and uh, is it sad? Is it happy? Uh, what is the mood that you're trying to get across? And, and so, but even that has to be based on some reality, and the reality is um, of, of good, solid drawing, uh, which was, again, going back to my trainee uh, stage when I first came into Disney, uh, the emphasis was on uh, good solid drawing, uh, staging of that drawing, uh, what are you trying to say uh, in that drawing, um, and, and you know the proportions and the, and the perspectives and all the things that go in. So so you know the book wasn't written to to try to tell you what to do. It was just trying to tell you what to look for as you draw, as you sketch, and and basically it's, you know, it was to inspire and encourage artists to draw more. Because the more you draw, the better you're going to get. And you know I I, I um, Taught, uh, I did a workshop at, at Disney uh, with you know, fellow, my fellow Disney artists, and uh, and I was uh, going over the principles, the basics of uh, of quick sketching. Because again, you know, quick sketching is, is different from uh, sketching a model um, in a studio in a, or in a, in a, in a uh, art school setting where you have uh, all the, the perspectives and the and proportions and uh, the the body shapes etc. built in because you're looking at it for a period of time, but in real quick sketching, the image is there and it's gone. And I was uh, uh, doing a workshop with my fellow artists, uh, fellow animators at Disney, and and, um, and and showing them what to do and and or excuse me, not what to do, but what to look for uh, in this quick sketch. As you quick sketch, people who are there and they're and they're gone. And uh, the, the assignment was to to go out and uh, to a to a mall or, or public place and to just do some sketching. And the next week, uh, all the artists came back and they were pleasantly frustrated because they moved on me. I was drawing them and they just moved. <laughs> and so uh, you know, I really realized you know how difficult it is to to really do a quick sketch uh, from. Just looking at something or someone or some animal and and it's gone and just to capture that on on paper and have all the the anatomy pers- uh, right and the perspective right and proportions right and uh, and having that drawing literally tell a story you know what's going on and so um, oftentimes when I'm, when I'm sketching people are looking over my shoulder and they're they're looking and and they they really can literally see uh, what what I was seeing, uh, but it, it's a caricature of it's not a an exact photograph, but it's a character caricature of of what I saw. But it has all the the built-in um, um, uh, basic shapes and uh, that will will help to to tell a story. And again, you know, storytelling, drawing, and, you know, and the difference between um, illustration, which is a single drawing, is you're telling a story. 
uh, with one drawing. In animation, you're telling the story with a series of drawings. And so there's not a whole lot of difference between um, uh, one and the other. Uh, and so again, the better you are at drawing, then the better you're going to be at your storytelling, because that's, that's where it all, that, that's the, the main point, is to tell a story in an entertaining way. I loved looking through your book. I kept, you know, going back to certain pages because um, I loved one of the sketches that you had was of a man throwing a, a, a woman into the air. I think it was a dancing performance they were doing. And, you know, I could just picture that in my own mind of what, you know, what I could see. It sketch is, it shows so much, but then it leaves it up to the animator to, or, or just a regular person looking at the sketch to uh, take it into more detail in their own eyes. Um, you know, I, I try to put just enough uh, information down to where, uh, like your, your, your imagination is going to fill in the blanks. Uh, and so people who are artists, you know, they can appreciate that. Uh, people who are non-artists, they can look at, at the pictures and just, um, you know, just, I said, fill in the blanks and be entertained by looking at the pictures. Because part of uh, those quick sketches are, they're entertainment. For me, it's like practice. I've got hundreds of sketch pads. And over the years, uh, people have, have looked over my shoulder and said, you know, Ron, you ought to write a book about that. You ought to write a book about that. Because I've been carrying a sketchbook since uh, when I was in high school in 1968. Uh, sort of dating myself. But, but that's uh, when I was first given um, uh, the the idea that, Ron, you need to carry a sketchbook and, and fill it up. And I've been doing that ever since um, then and even before then. And, um, and and people, again, over the years have said, you know, you ought to write a book about that because you do it so frequently. <laughs> and uh, and, I, and just uh, about five, six years ago, I said, yeah, you know, maybe I need to because I was doing some teaching and the same basic principles that, that are in the book I was verbalizing them to my students, and so I said, well, maybe this is a, a way to get uh, a wider audience than just uh, the students in the, in, in the studio setting drawing a model. Um, and so I, I took about five years, the last five years uh, of free time, you know, after I got off work, uh, to devote to, to, um, to, to find the images that were going to match um, what I was trying to say um, uh, verbally, and, uh, and and get it out to, to again to a to a wider audience that this is what you look for. There's basic shapes, there's uh, you know there's balance and proportion, and then you want to get some action in there. And that was again going back to my early days at Disney. What got me into the studio was the fact that um, I could capture action. They 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 saw the potential that I could potentially be an animator because I could catch I could capture action in a single pose. Um, my initial interview with um, with Eric Larson uh, with my portfolio of uh, commercial art, very slick pieces that I had done uh, while I was in uh, in college. Uh, and, and Eric says, you know, it, it, it's, it's okay, but uh, do you have any quick sketches? And I'm saying, do you have, you know, I've been doing quick sketches since high school. This is, uh, you know, four or five years down the road. And so I went home and, and got a couple of uh, sketchbooks and, and dropped them off at the guard gate, addressed uh, to, to Eric. And uh, about a week later, I got a call from the studio saying I could uh, enter into the trainee program um, and so that so that was what got me into the program as as 
my ability to draw and to be able to not only draw but to be able to uh, capture um, movement in my drawings. And uh, so, so that I think that's one of the things that um, that you've seen when you look at the drawings uh, as a non-artist is to be able to be entertained by what you see. And so that's one of the one of my goals. And uh, the more I draw, the better I I get at um, at drawing. Uh, I haven't arrived yet. I, there's, you know, there's probably one drawing out of ten or twelve that's okay. And what you see in the book are the the okay ones. You know, I've got hundreds and hundreds of sketchbooks that I that I went through in that five year period to try to match up uh, uh, what I was saying. Um, uh, uh, to give an illustration of, of uh, what I was trying, to, uh, the principles that I was trying to get across, and uh, and so these are uh, entertaining drawings, drawings that are fun to look at, and and that translates over into my um, my pen and ink work. I do uh, you know pen and ink uh, illustrations, and there's movement in those pen and ink illustrations, and and that translates over into my thumbnails, which uh, which which uh, go directly into my animation. Uh, which again are, are, uh, are translating uh, movement because again you know uh, animation is, is movement and and uh, and so the, the better off I drew uh, the better animation that I was going to be able to to produce. And you officially retired from the Walt Disney Company last year after working for the company for 38 years, working on these films, on these amazing films, and uh, since then you've been. Posting on your blog, which is ronhusband.blogspot.com, for people who would like to check it out. Also, your son announced that he's working on a film with you. So, whatever is out there is uh, probably it right now. We're not uh, uh, saying a whole lot more than what's uh, what's there uh, at, at this particular point in time. So, uh, but there is uh, you know something that we're uh, uh, collaborating on, and uh, my daughter is doing some writing. Uh, Melissa and I said Jay is um, uh, sort of spearheading this up, and uh, we're we're um, uh, going uh, full speed ahead. Uh, but again, you know, we're just sort of appointed uh, low key at at this particular time. So there'll there'll be more information to come. <laughs> I have um I have three more questions for you. They're sort oh. of fun Disney questions. I call them the Don. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're called the Donald, Goofy, and Mickey questions. So uh, so let's start with the Donald one, okay? So as a child, what Disney film would you always watch over and over again, or do you remember just kind of stuck in your mind after seeing it on the screen? You know, um, I, I didn't um, go to um, to see very many Disney movies. In fact, the only thing I remember is uh, the old Disneyland uh, black and white TV show as a kid. And they would run snippets of uh, of the features, and um, I remember um, the Night on Ball Mountain sequence uh, from Fantasia. Uh, so that would be like my early uh, remembrance as a child uh, of of Disney animation uh, that bought Night on Ball Mountain. <laughs> so now our goofy question: What Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? Oh, Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd say um, Captain Hook. Ooh. Yeah, uh, I have to do a lot of uh, kowtowing to uh, to him, but uh, I think I'd uh, probably be one of his crew. I just love Frank's animation on on, on Captain Hook. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, his personality is just 
just over the top. And I just just love the like I said the uh, the animation that Frank did on uh, on Captain Hook and um, you know what he brings to the to the villain um, in that picture. I do love Captain Hook. Good choice. I like that. <laughs> and now our final question, the Mickey Mouse question. So if I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to your mind? Oh, it's a small world. <laughs> uh, it's a small world. That would be the Disney song. I mean, it's not a, an animation song, but it's, uh, I mean, you play small world and it, it, everybody knows uh, it's a small world. <laughs> It's a small word always gets stuck in my head, but I it's always in the greatest way. I don't mind being on that ride listening to that song. It's a happy song. <laughs> well, thank you again uh, for coming on the show, Ron. Uh, just an absolute joy to talk with you. I love talking with animators, and, and I loved reading your book. Again, listeners, please go out and find a quick sketching with Ron Husband, and we'll be actually giving away a copy of Ron's book on our website. So please stay tuned to our Facebook posts about... Uh, Ron's website. Again, you can also see Ron's own personal website at ronhusband.blogspot.com. And um, again, thank you so much for coming on the show, Ron. Just a joy to talk to you. Oh, well, thank you for inviting me. Uh, it's been a, a joy and a pleasure to talk to you too, Tammy. Uh, it, it just gives me pleasure to be able to share uh, what I've been blessed to do for the last uh, actually 40 years of my life. <laughs> Spider Psycho. Spider Psycho. Spider Psycho.